0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Sabrina Runbeck about getting more done with less time and stress and learning to stay confident, calm, and collected in any situation by overcoming unpredictable roadblocks in life. Sabrina Runbeck, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Jonathan, and thanks everyone for listening in. We know you can choose to do anything, but you choose us, so we appreciate you.
0: (laughs) Yes, well said. Uh, We do appreciate listeners coming in and tuning in uh, to hear from us, and I'm excited for the conversation today with Sabrina. Today we're going to be focusing on Uh, how we can stay confident, calm, and collected in any situation by overcoming unprecedented roadblocks in life, and how we can get more done with less time and stress uh, as we go throughout uh, these difficult and challenging times. Uh, Sabrina has a great deal of expertise in this area, and so I'm really thrilled to have the opportunity to talk with her today. Sabrina Runbeck is a cardiothoracic surgery PA with more than 10 years of experience in public health and neuroscience. After overcoming burnout and feeling stuck in a career that drained her, she became an international peak performance keynote speaker who empowers ambitious health practice owners and leaders to save eight hours of work per month, increase productivity by 30 plus percent, and become respectable in their fields without feeling overwhelmed underappreciated, or unfulfilled. That's why people call her the queen of performance and productivity. She hosts the powerful and passionate healthcare professionals podcast, which has been featured on Kevin MD, Thrive Global, Authority Magazine, and numerous stages such as Fox, CBS, ABC, Nurse Keith Show, and Live on Purpose Radio. She is also an international bestselling author of the book, Asian Women Who Boss Up. Find out more about Sabrina at sabrinarumbeck.com. Sabrina, again, it is a real pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. Anything else you would like to share by way of background or personal context with the audience before we really dive on into the conversation?
1: Yeah, I'm very active on LinkedIn and Instagram. Those are my primary place. You can feel free to message me there. My um, handle is just my phone name, Sabrina Rumbeck. And for anybody who at the end of all this, you wanted to see, can we give you a blueprint for less chaos and then elevate your efficiency? Feel free to visit SabrinaRomback.com forward slash blueprint. See if that can be something that can add any value to you or not. And I have a little gift uh, for you on there from a Fox News segment I did. Um, And I just so appreciate it for all of you guys to be in a place just so open air, open heart to receive, to absorb, to see if there's more things out there than just what we know, right? And and that's why we are having these conversations on these amazing podcasts like yours.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, I, I do encourage listeners to reach out and get connected and check out that free gift. Um, and it's, it's interesting as, as I read your bio and I think about how you frame what you do. Um, it's indirectly connected to the kind of stuff I, I do on a regular basis. You know, human capital management, organizational leadership, uh, people management issues, and organizational development and change. And it all comes back to having healthy workplaces with healthy people uh, who can maximize their potential and be their best, authentic self at work. And so, as you frame your your expertise around um, helping people to maximize their Productivity and performance. I think that's a wonderful framing. You just come from it from a different, completely different direction than I do with your medical background. Uh, so maybe you can speak to that for just a moment, and then we can dive on in and talk a little bit more about um, getting more done with less time and less stress.
1: Yeah, perfect. I'll share a little bit about myself. I am someone who, instead of going zigzag round, I knew what I wanted. At least I thought I did. When I was younger, I'm only child, only girl in the family. All my cousins are male. So in the sense of Asian family, they always see male as they need a more handholding. They're the one who's going to be the uh, leader of the household. Girls, you're smart. Fine. Just got a good degree. Got some kind of job. Don't rock the boat and uh, have a good life. Get married. And for me, that is not my life goal. It was so detrimental even think about, oh my gosh. What am I gonna do? Just go home, raise a kid, that's it. And I become someone who's then I wanted more. So I got two bachelor degrees, two masters, got myself into one of the best heart and lung surgery centers in the country. And really in the world, will people international? fly to us to be operated on and i thought at the point hey i made it look at what all the degrees i got all the patient load exciting and then i start working 80 plus hours a week on top of that taking calls every night and going back into the hospital on the weekends to round on my patient make sure they're okay can they be discharged is there a new console oh let's add on more things to do next week to the point that one month, I was seeing in the hospital, 29 days straight. Oh yeah, I went home, I slept, but I came back every day. And one morning, I remember, hardly eight o'clock, I was exhausted. Took call the night before, again, maybe slept three, four hours. It was buzzing between my pre-op patients, my ICU patients. And I also felt weak at the time and just icky and my hands are even cramping. because I had a fever of 101 degrees. Now, it wouldn't have been so bad if I had the day off. but In fact, I was standing in front of the patient's open chest with my hands inside of him, concentrating all that I can just to get over this case. And for anybody who not really knowing medicine as well, heart surgery takes at least four to five hours to get through and we're the one who primarily responsible. So you can't just take a break, step away like the nurses or anesthesiology team. So even my team took pity on me. It's like, woo Sprint is kind of quiet today. That's not a good sign. So they passed decor and cough drop under my mask just to keep me going. I do so grateful for that, but we all know this type of scenario is not even new to any of us who's sitting here, who are ambitious, who are go-getters. You think ah, a little bit of cold cough cough, I'll, I'll get over that. Like I need to do my thing. If I delegate that day, people are not doing it right. They're gonna mess up. Or it's gonna take me more time to explain that than just me doing it myself. That is what sabotage so much, what in positive psychology, we call that controlling saboteurs, right? And the next morning, of course, I was still not better. Fever didn't break. I was covered with nice sweat. Hardy can get out of bed just to get, grab a glass of water. Now I had to convince myself at the time, girl, you need to take a break. Like this is the time to just sleep, right? Drink water. Drink soup. Just sleep. So finally, I got on the phone, called my boss. Hey, I just can't come in. Sorry. And his answer was, Sabrina, you're just telling me this now? Now felt like a step in the heart. Now, I'm sure all of you guys have gone through something similar, right? And we felt like, ooh, if we take a backseat, if we allow ourselves to take a break, what's going to happen? And then other people, when you're functioning high level, quote unquote, and you're not aware of your own situation, then people start seeing us as as a number, as what you expected to do. Instead, you're actually in the push phase. You push against limiting time, resources, energy, and ultimately it's your sanity. Now, that is the beginning of what I realized. All the letters behind my name, all the contribution experience skills I put in, it's not how I can sustain it for next year. And let's not just say less the rest of my life. And I realized I have a lot more to that. My background in neuroscience, I studied music instrument, the specific African hand drum on stress management. And my public health thesis before medicine was on self-advocacy, self-care, and health literacy. Actually, it doesn't matter how much you understand your knowledge base. It matters more on your belief system in that empowerment self in that one activity instead of multiple activity. So that's been duplicated many different areas of research. And even now, we feel like if we elevate ourselves, it means everything has to work the same way. No, we have to concentrate on one thing. Otherwise, there's no such thing as priority. If you make a plural, then you actually don't know what's important to you. That make you successful, make you joy, make you feel satisfied in what you have or content even. I admit to myself in that way. So then there's a transition going forward.
0: Yeah, well thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable enough. And willing to, you know, explain that kind of a, a situation, and I'm glad you came to the realization that that you needed to step back and recalibrate and find more balance. Uh, because, like you said, it's not a matter of whether you can even do this the rest of your life. It's can you do this for the rest of this week, this month, this year? Uh, there, there's only so long you your body can keep up with that kind of a pace, and eventually you will burn out, you will flame out, and And, you know, in a, in a field like yours, I would imagine that's a a particular concern because you're, you're so intimately connected with those people you're taking care of their health. And if, if you have an episode or, or your body gives out on you. Uh, you're not there to be able to help your patients. And so we just need to take care of ourselves, which means getting enough rest, managing our stress and our anxiety, um, and doing all the things that we need to do to make sure that we're staying healthy, mentally, socially, you know, physically, uh, all the different aspects and areas of our life. And so one of the things I know you talk a lot about is, you know, in relation to maximizing your performance and getting more done, also, how, how can you get, how can you be more productive and get more done without just adding more hours to your day, taking away your sleep, uh, taking away your, your days off? Um, in fact, how can you get more done by sometimes doing less and uh, ultimately save yourself the stress and the anxiety?
1: Right, it's such a big topic because people seeing their performance as, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of my self-care. That's not enough, right? Just take care of yourself, but not knowing how to pivot your mental fitness, how to pivot the way that you're doing things. You're still just taking the semi-break, but have no foundation to elevate and sustain that, right? And that's why when I work with clients, it's not even just thinking about medicine. It's really anybody who's in those leading position because you're not just dealing with that one client, that one patient, right? No matter what, if you're in that service-based industry, you are have to devote part of you to other people. And then the sabotaging thing is we always want to please make sure they did something. Uh, I took care of you instead of thinking, how is that all come together and make sense? So I have a six-step process that for people who are healthpreneurs, right, running their own clinic, now they're thinking, ooh, I'm breaking away, big hospital, I should not have this organizational structure that constrict me, I should be able to say how I run my practice, how I want to treat my patient, how I want to serve them. But then you start wearing too many hats that should not be your hat. I talk so much on the desire zone. And to even get to the desired zone, number one, I say we have to redefine our motivation, our desires. If we don't even know where we want to go, if we start losing the aim, the drive, the reason, we wanted to get into this career field, our personal mission, our financial state. What does it mean to be free, right? Is the time freedom? Is the money freedom? Is the relationship? Can you just say yes and no appropriately to the right people and things, right? That should be really powerful and not feeling like, ooh, if I say no, do I miss out on some opportunity, right? Be really aligned. So that's number one, redefine your desire. Number two is rebuild your endless momentum. If you know where to go, and you can't keep that up, you you lack of confidence. And you are uh, being more distracted, and you uh, become more procrastinated, right? Then how does that even make sense? Even you know where to go, you can't activate your empowerment and your um, motivation side, right? You can't act. Many people tell me it's like Sabrina. Yeah, I I, I know. I know. I just need to do it okay great when how can we plan this are you really making a commitment to yourself who are you making commitment to to make that true impact right so that's number 2 to continuous to generate momentum so you don't stop so you don't have that emotional roller coaster and so why do we even have the emotional roller coaster because we don't have the mental immunity so many people talk about physical immunity eat, ride train exercise, right? Self-care, is that really truly enough? And also you do that, it's not just one time, two time, right? Like I did a, a bodybuilding training. My body is actually very well responding to training, but I was kept a, a set macro, no alcohol, and cardio and weight training for two weeks, I shred down. But it was so wretched and then continued based. Same thing with our mental immunity. You have to be able to repel these negativities, the unexpected roadblocks and the saboteurs. So what we saying is in positive psychology, achievement is not just your IQ, EQ, experience, skills. Yeah, yeah fine, go take another course. Trying to adapt in other people's way. But if you don't know your way, you don't know what's stopping you. Right, these 10 sabotaging tendencies. Number one, the master is judgment. We put ourselves into such a high standard and we're so proud of like, look at me. If I just put myself into a higher standard, then I will push myself. I will be more more, more motivated. But at the same time, what does it mean? You're beating yourself down every little damn step. And then you're beating everybody else down because you start judging them. Well, this should have taken half hour. How come you took two hours? Why is this so difficult for you? And this is not how it's done, right? It's difficult to sit in that. And then once we understand our master, what I call them itty bitty shitty committee of no at all, right? And if you even call it out, recognize, then we learn neural remodulate to pivot into five stage of empowerment, but then also understand the subcategory, right? So that's training your brain continuously to rebuild your mental immunity. So now we know what we want, we know how to keep going, we know how to get rid of the unexpected roadblock. Now what? Energy. Naturally people have energy cycle, right? Most typical we call early bird or night owl, but there's two more. You have the midday of bears and the insomnia people means it doesn't matter when they sleep, they just don't feel right. And they're little dolphins. Can we leverage on your natural energy cycle? Because there are only about two to three hours of peak performance hour in a day. If you're robbing those hours for other people instead of concentrating on what you can do to move the needle in your life, in your business, such detrimental. And also something I always ask everyone, take out your phone now, okay? Can you tell me how much battery is left on here? You probably can tell me within ten seconds, yeah. But how much battery is left in your own energy reserve? Yeah, can you give me a number? How tough is that to say?
0: How Everything fast? you're saying is is spot on. I I think we need to take really good care of ourselves physically as well as mentally, and ultimately, um, you know watching our energy levels and and doing what we can to to re-energize and recharge ourselves and maximize those peak energy times throughout the day uh, is probably the best way to really uh, maximize your performance uh, and your productivity while not uh, dragging yourself into more and more hours of work. Uh, I've experienced the same thing in my life. Uh, I, I know very specifically when my peak times are and I also know that you know, spending 10, 12 hours at work a day, I might be able to get tasks done, but in terms of like the real strategic, creative, innovative energy and thinking that I do, the really productive times, there's, is, there's really only a limited amount of time um, that I can really get those things accomplished. And so wh- why do we put ourselves in situations where we're, we're uh, in meetings all day long uh, where we don't have any possibility of really being productive in those meetings, we're just spending time. It's butts and seats, and it's it's hours that we're logging, but we're not actually being productive. And so, as I think about what you're saying, and I, I think about my own how it applies to my own life, and I'm thinking about you know how to be more productive um, and getting more done without spending as much time. It's about, pri- like you said, priority. It's about focus. It's about your energy, and it's about making sure that you're, you're just in tune with yourself and those around you.
1: Right, so that is a great segment to the next point, right? So even within energy, we know our sympathetic, parasympathetic part of us can reset ourselves. Our prefrontal cortex is the decision, judgment, thought process. It's when we overthink a event and that's where we got stuck. It's good to honor our emotion. This didn't go well. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. I'm not okay. But once you recognize that you need to start shift, uh, Shift, right? How do we shift? It's knowing our breath, our body, our emotion, and then intentional shift back into the Olympic part of us. So what we do is to train you to highlight one of your five senses. So then you forgive yourself for all the craziness that's going on and you just reset, right? Very quickly, people have told me, uh, one of the nurses actually just gone off a 12-hour shift. I did a a, a workshop with the the ICU team and she said to me, Sabrina, I feel like I can go on for another 12 hours. Like, that's great, but you probably want to go to sleep. But how effective, even those two minutes of reset, we can bring yourself back into that boosting state instead of allow your battery to drain, 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 drain. And then when you start trying to slow recharge, it's going to be so much more resistant instead of preventative, right? You're here um, and the high level, we're going to boost a little bit more. So you continuously in this higher round of, let's say, seven, eight, nine instead of let yourself drop down to a three, four, and then that vertical growth is going to take so much more. And then you feel like I'm already drained. Why do I need to do all this other stuff to really make me feel better? I'll just like crash on the couch, watch a movie. And then you f- feel like my whole day is gone. Let's just repeat the same thing yet another day. Right. And so when we pivot into stage five, then we can really talk about strategies for productivity. I s- so what does that mean to be in a desire zone instead of distraction zone, disinterest, or the Z zone? Something I ask my clients to do also is just, let's not get as crazy. Just the past seven days, write down all the tasks that you have done, okay? And then write down how much time it costs you to complete each task. Whether it's the things that move the needle, means you talk to a client, you made a sale, uh, you had a team meeting, uh, e- emails, um. Research on some other topic, tracking your uh, your your output, uh, cost, whatever that is, write everything down. Then I'm going to, then the second column is your time cost. Then the third column is going to be, did you love it? Was that thing you did something you just, whoo, this is great. This is feeling, this is easy flow. And then you're going to make a call on the fourth one means, did you feel like you have the perfect skill to do that? Okay, and then once you do all that, guess what? A lot of my clients, surprisingly, they have a lot of things that has no check marks. Okay. there's nothing that means there are the dead zone. Those are the things that kills you in feeling like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm still doing this. When you only have one check mark on the passion side, right, the easy side, you're going to feel like, oh, I love this. I'm enjoying this but this actually is a distraction. So let's say you're a business owner and then you're trying to figure out all your taxes, all your accounting back in. It might be thinking, ooh, this is true distraction because it's taking you away from what you actually need to do to make that big contract into place. So you can hire someone who let us just say $30 an hour, right? But your own Worth of your actual contribution probably is at least minimum 200. Okay. So, are you willing to drop your value of who you are and your time value into a $30 per hour output versus doing what you need to do for yourself, your company, for your team, your clients? This is a proposition on what we don't think about. Well, just because it's a distraction is some interest. But then, when you're not so good at then we start having the chiming of criticism. Darn it, took me so long. I can't believe this. Why is this still not perfectly lined up? What did I make mess up, right? And then the other spectrum is something might be just, you just know, you just have the skill, but you have no interest of doing that, okay? So like logging your people's hours and anything that can happen that's just like It's fine. And then one of my clients, like, he likes to build these excels. I go, okay, should that be a data analyst? I go, why are you doing that? Well, yeah, I guess it's like taking my mind a break. You can do so much more other ways to have a break than wasting time. So because you're in this zone of it comes easy to me, it's my skill, I have the ability to do, then you slowly going to lose that momentum on wanting to do more because you lost the momentum in the area where you truly need to concentrate on. So then we say your desire zone are the things, it has to be the double check mark, the things that you love to do and things you're so good at. You have the body, you experience the skill at, right? You spend more than 80% of that. What about all those things that we still have to do? We go into a focus funnel. Number one, eliminate. When there's no check mark, guess what? They need to be off completely, and have to be so okay to say no. I always say you have to say no to almost everything. Then you can say heck yes to the only things that truly light you up in life.
0: <laughs> I, I I love that, and and I love your framing, um, and, and the specific tips that you're offering us today. I I think you you've provided us with some really practical uh, ideas on what we can start to implement immediately to start to see a difference. Uh, I want to, I noticed the time I want to be respectful of your time. And I know we're about to the close of, of our time together before we close, though, I did want to give you a chance to share with listeners again, how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, um, the speaking that you do and anything else you would like to share um, by way of last word on the topic for today.
1: Thank you, thank you. Uh, for anybody who wanted to have a deeper dive into these steps, we talked about five out of my six. and uh, You can do a, a read a little summary of it at SabrinaRoundback.com forward slash blueprint and see if I can even add some value to you or not. Have, uh, happy to jump on a quick call to chat with you. And for anybody else, uh, you can visit my website. Uh, I did have a uh, women power. Paris- book came out for professionals, because as women, we're not just this um, moms, right, Uh, or just uh, a daughter and just uh, a a wife, just uh, a girlfriend, we're still our own self, no matter is your age, your gender, your ethnic background. So you can choose the career path and your own personal path as you want. So go to sabrinaroundbackcom forward slash boss up. And if you uh, are interested in that book, thank you so much for having me here tonight.
0: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, check out the book, uh, check out uh, Sabrina's videos, and all of the great content that she has produced. designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe.
1: We look forward to having you join us.